So hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of Investors Cut. Today we have with us Mr. Neeraj Das who is a graduate from IIT Bombay and has an MS from the Harvard University. He founded various organizations but is also the managing partner at Kitaki Ventures. Welcome sir, it is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. So here is our first question for you. uh what parameters do you consider while investing in startups so we are a deep tech focused party so we have parameters which we look before investing in a startup so some of them are for example is that like it has to be a tech driven company uh it has to be having a combination of really amazing co-founders which includes a tech co-founder and a management co-founder apart from this they need to have a proven product in the market when i'm saying it's proven that means that they need to have their product uh, sold in the market they might be they should be having customers in place before approaching us apart from this they need to have ips if they don't have but their product needs to have a kind of criteria to have ips apart from this like uh, they need to have a they have already have raised few uh, investments earlier so these are the criteria which you look for before investing in a startup so that's very interesting and so when you've already decided that you want to invest in a startup how do you decide that how much to invest or what percentage of equity to buy in so we have a said uh, thesis regarding uh, how much we invest so the thesis regards is that like uh, for because we invest in pre series a to series a plus and saying saying that so what we do is that like we invest in a ballpark figure of like usd 750k to 3 million and right. based on that let's say if it's a pre series a company that means that like we need to have a better equity from the company so we initially want to have like 15 to 20% where else like if it's a series a company then we tend to get uh, around 10 to 15% of share sure and you know you have yourself been a fundraiser at some point of time you founded couple of startups so what yep. inspired you to you know switch from being a uh, a fundraiser yourself to an investor now yes uh, so that's a very interesting question so i always like so my end goal was always to be on the top of the value chain which i always believe that I can actually excel in the place because I do love startups. I do love creating value to the system. So when I was doing my own startups, I figured out that like I can only focus on a certain project or a certain project at a time. So when I initiated those projects, I gathered all those experiences so that I can go to my reach to my end game where I can actually foresee a lot of startups which I love or kind of domains which I love, and I wanted to create certain kind of our uh, values to the system right right yeah so uh you know an investor not only invests in an idea but also the founders so yes, what is right. your take on it and how much weightage do you give to this before taking your investment decision so ideas are basically like toilet paper so you just throw them out so unless it's not matured enough uh, there is no point of talking to the system uh right. apart from this uh, when we say that like we invest only in co-founders so we kind of like a deal kind of like a exposure kind of like a uh 
enthusiasm which those co-founders actually bring into the table. It's not about just the idea or it's not about just the product, but also how aggressive those co-founders are, how aggressive they are approaching the market. So these are the key factors which actually excite us to deliver. So saying that, what we do is that like, if let's say an uh, idea fails, right? Let's say like ideas can be something which can be generated overnight, but when you implement that idea, there has to be some iteration. Right. So the co-founders can only be the guys who can actually uh, do those iterations and then can excel from those iterations. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's why we always invest in the co-founders, not in the idea. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned that, you know, uh, it is the actual implementation that, you know, that actually makes the difference. So startups are generally quite low on cash in their starting phase. So how should they efficiently manage their funds to overcome this problem and allocate the funds in the right places? So what I believe and what I already learned from my other previous ventures, which I already did. So you have to only pick two or three potential customers, get the money from them. So let's say like if you're really early stage, like you're in the seed stage or let's say like incubation stage. What you need to do is that like you have a little bit of money or you don't even have money. So, and what you need to do is that like you approach your first con- like potential customer, convince the customer that you are going to sell the product, take, a money, like, take some money from him and then get the things rolling. So it's all about like, you need to make sure that like your product is applicable to, the, to your customer. Your customer is at least buying your product. Once you prove that thing in the market, I guess like there are like all the investors who are out there with big pockets who can actually pour in the money. So always customer first, like approach the first customer and then things will be sorted. Right, right. That's very interesting. So, you know, uh, what do you think, uh, you know, is the role of an incubator or an accelerator in building these ideas? I guess like... uh, Again, it's all about like, uh, let, if you have heard about like how this whole startup ecosystem has been created, right? So right. we always follow like seeding a plant, right? So like if we, in order to get a, like a mango tree, so you need to plant the seed, you need to incubate it. So these are the concepts which are there. So I guess incubation centers are one of the most crucial thing for a startup where they actually learn how to create a company out of it. So these are one of the most crucial points. Like, crucial institutes which need to be incorporated for a startup. Right. And you get to learn a lot of things. And then there's a lot of exchange which can happen in between startups. So I guess it's a good home ground for or nursery for startups to actually excel further. Right, right. And, you know, uh, nowadays there are a lot of young entrepreneurs coming. So even in the lockdown, you know, we've seen a lot of people trying to open their own startups and uh, embark upon a journey like this so what advice would you give to such young budding entrepreneurs uh, I would love to say that like uh, they need to understand their finances well uh, always carry two or three co-founders which are very required because it's like a single man cannot run that fast and cannot do certain things but uh, if you have a team so gather a team who believes in the idea who are ready to work on that like on that idea uh, pick up a customer, again, the same thing, then gather some money. If you don't have, then ask your family or friends or gather an angel or you go pitch in an intuition center. So 
Right. Yeah. Right. So and you need to do a POC first, like proof of concept, and then once the proof of concept is done, I guess the doors are always open for good startups and good people. Right. Right. So, uh, I'm very sure that a lot of people might be inspired by you, budding entrepreneurs, startups, and maybe other budding investors. So, uh, who is that one person that you are inspired by? Okay, so I have come across like a lot of people in my life. So, uh, so my journey started as a like a, so I got kicked out from Yahoo. Then I had to search for a job. I was in a pink slip notice, so I couldn't drop like obtain any job. I apply for any other job. So right. that period of time, so I met like a lot of people who actually helped me uh, build my career in terms of running startups. So either it was like a no way or good way. Uh, books are one of the things which always helped me out. So I read like a lot of books. Uh, they were like amazing people. Like I was uh, lucky enough to encounter my first investors, like uh, Sumitra Mitra, who is from Excel Partners. Uh, Kalari Capitals, Vani, Vani Kola. So they're like, like all of like inspirations which actually helped me out. Uh, for a VC, I always admire Anderson Harris and also admire how Sikwa does the business. Right, right. That, that's really nice. And um, like you, did you say that you do read a lot of books? Yeah. So which is your favorite book and what genre? Uh, I don't have a favorite book yet, but uh, so I do love uh, books which are mostly into like uh, technical stuff. Like uh, I do love uh, reading those financial books. I'm not a great at financials, but I do tend to read those books. Uh, uh, one of the books which I actually helped, like I r- really liked, was to actually connect with other people. So my communication skill was not that great when I initiated my journey. So there was a book by Dal Carnage, which I would recommend everywhere. Right. So. These are the books which would actually help you out. So, like, motivational books or books which are from companies which can be actually help you out. Right. And what is that one incidence in your life that has had a huge impact on you? Okay. So, losing all my money in putting in startups when I was there and as an angel, <laughs> like in SF. Right. So, that was like an incident where I really, literally learned that I need it's time me to shift from being an angel to a VC. Right. But again, like these are the small things which actually helps you out to understand the whole game of understanding creation, creating values. Right. Right. These these are some really insightful things. I'm sure that our audience is going to love the podcast and would love to hear more from you in the future. So yeah. uh, thank you so much for being thank with you. us today. Thank you, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Aphrodite. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.